Father, as we hear this kingdom word today, we combine our faith with this word. Our ability to believe has increased. That which you have promised is released into our lives. We will never come up short. We have faith in your word. No good thing shall be withheld from us. Amen. 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 Now let's get into the scriptures. This is part two. Faith for the kingdom journey. Faith for the kingdom journey. You don't need this message if you're not going anywhere. But if you're on a journey in life and you know that God has something great for you, then you need this message. I'll start off in Hebrews 11, verse 8 down to verse 10. And then uh, I'll give just a re little recap. And then I'll move on into part two. Uh, I want you to understand something. Uh, a cup For the last couple of weeks, people have been uh, speaking to me about how bold I am. It's because I am sure I haven't changed what I preach. I've been bold ever since I started. Uh, it's just that I am now embraced my full calling, my full apostolic right, and I'm functioning. And I am not waiting some, on someone to agree with me. <laughs> and many of you have faltered because you're looking for people who are non-believers to agree with you. And it doesn't matter if they're in church. They have a hard time believing in the promise over your life because they don't believe in the God that promised it. You can't believe in the promise on my life if you can't believe that the God that I serve exists. So Hebrews 11 verse uh, 8. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. That's important. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign land dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob. Remember those names. That's three generations we're speaking of. The heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for a city which had foundation, whose builder and maker is God. Father, we bless you. We honor you. We thank you for the privilege of having these moments. We don't take for granted that we have breath in our bodies because over 500,000 people, almost 600,000 people no longer have breath. That had breath at the beginning of 2020. So we don't take it for granted. It is a privilege to be here right now. So we make an intentional motion and agreement with heaven that we will use our breath to advance your purpose. Thank you, God, that your kingdom has come. Your will is being done in this earth realm as it is in heaven above. We give you the glory. We give you the honor and we give you the praise in the name of Jesus, our king. We pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Go ahead and take your seats in the presence of the Lord. Good to see you, Tracy. <laughs> I wrote something down. Uh, this is in my office and I keep getting downloads all the way up into just before I walk out into the service or just before I begin to speak. So I wrote this, uh, to lose truth is to lose freedom. 
To lose truth is to lose freedom. So Satan begins to attack truth so that we will always be bound. So if you lose truth, you lose freedom. If you have no truth, you will always be bound. Because the Bible says that the truth makes us free. My freedom to speak, my freedom to stand out is because I have the truth. I am not arrogant at all. I submit to every level of authority. If I come to your house, I'm going to do what you tell me to do. Or I'm going to leave your house. I am going to operate under every level of authority and never be in violation. Because to be in violation, truth, and to be in violation to authority means that all the demons that I ran over from the time that I started until now, now have a right to me. Legally. And so I don't want demons to have a right to me. So I stay under authority so I can be in authority. Because I won a lot of battles in my life. I won personal battles. I won ministry battles. I won business battles. And I'm not about to lose now. So to lose truth, because you can believe in one moment and go through a season in your life and become a non-believer, which means you lost truth. It's not that you're not going to be in a battle. Just don't lose your sword when you're in the battle. So to lose truth is to lose freedom. Uh, this thing with Abraham, you have to, you have to study Abraham. And I did for many, many years and still do because the Bible says in Galatians 6 and verse 9, so then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. So I can say, Abraham, I'm with you. So I'm not going to alienate myself from Abraham because the Bible says that I'm blessed with believing Abraham. So if I'm blessed with believing Abraham, it means if I'm a non-believer, I am not with Abraham. And if I am not with Abraham, I am not in the blessing. So I want to be in the blessing. So I join myself with believing Abraham. Are y'all still with me? So I talked about three P's on Wednesday night. On Wednesday night, if this is a journey that you're on, if you're not on a journey, I am not having a conversation with you. For this journey, you need a promise, a priest, and a passion. These are the three P's. I heard that people are going to jail over three P's. <laughs> Which means they were in violation and that they didn't keep good records and they didn't do what they said they would do with the money that they received from the government. Never take governmental money if you're not gonna keep good records and use it for the purpose that you have received it for. I am not called to prison ministry and have a bed there. I will go there and preach and then come back home. I am not staying. So these three P's, a promise, a priest, a passion. This is what I've used. I cannot tell you about somebody else's remedy. This is what I've used. 
This is what Refresh Family Church, Refresh Nation is built upon. It is built upon a promise, a priest, and a passion. And none of them will ever fail to exist. Because when they fail to exist, my status would decrease rapidly. So they will never fail to exist. I will always function in the promise of my life. And no one will ever be intelligent enough to get me away from the promise over my own life. No. I will always have a person that I respect like a priest in my life. Because I understand that I need someone to govern all this anointing that's on my life. So I always have someone who, who I greatly respect. If you don't respect them, they're not your priests. I don't care who church you join. They're not your priests if you don't respect them. So I always keep the person that I have great respect for in a posture, in a place mentally in my mind that I respect what they say so much. If I'm dying, if they tell me I'm going to live, I'm going to believe what they said about me. That's the level of respect. That I ain't going to have for my priest. If they tell me I got millions and billions and I just negative wrote a, a check and it bounced four or five times, I'm still going to believe what they said to me because what they said for, to me will change my condition. All right. All right. Part, part number two. Part number two. Part number two. I am not a long ranger. I'm not a loose cannon. I am, I am settled in the things of God. I am not old, but I'm old enough to know that I don't need to just wander around on my own. Hebrews 6, verse 13 down to verse 15. Hebrews 6. And I told him on Wednesday night, I chose Hebrews because we're talking about an Old Testament patriarch who is functioning that we need to be aware of in the New Testament. People have a tendency that anything that they don't understand it, they cast it away or discard it. I am not like that. If I don't understand, it is my responsibility to educate myself. It is my responsibility to read and to study and to get understanding. Out of all your getting. Get understanding. Don't discard what you don't understand because it may be what you need to come rescue you. It's usually what you don't understand that winds up being your rescuer and your friends, the ones you have a soul tie with, run away from you when you're in trouble. Hebrews 6 verse 13 down to verse 15. For when God made a promise to Abraham because he could swear by no one greater. He swore by himself saying, surely blessing, I will bless you and multiplying. I will multiply you verse 15. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise after he had patiently endured Faith worketh patience. The reason you don't have any patience is because you don't have any faith. After he had patiently endured, he obtained 
the promise. I'm going to read it to you out of the Message Bible. I'm going to, I want to read it out, out of the Message Bible because it gives a little bit better understanding of what God is saying to his people. His people are joined to Abraham. Doesn't matter what color you are. Black, white, Latino, Hispanic, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. Asian, it doesn't matter. We are joined to Abraham and it breaks a curse on our lives. When you, when you join to something that's less than the blessing of Abraham, you continue to operate under curse. But I believe I'm talking to some people today that God has destined you to walk in the blessing. The, the message Bible, hear me, the message Bible. When God made his promise to Abraham, he backed it up to the hilt, putting his own reputation on the line. He said, I promise that I'll bless you with everything I have. Bless and bless and bless. Abraham stuck it out and got everything that had been promised to him. <laughs> By the end of this year, you're going to know who the fakers are. By the end of this year, you're going to know who has been trying to fake it to make it and those who really have the blessing upon their eyes. I have some statements I want to make. I think they're going to be helpful to you. Let me, before I do that, let me take you to Numbers 23. Numbers 23, verse 19. Numbers 23, verse 19. Now, if you have spent most of your years around lying people, you will equate that to God. People who have big mouths and empty promises. A lot of people overly commit themselves and don't have any backup. So you have to be careful because you will see God in that way because they overpromise. God can never overpromise because he owns the earth and the fullness thereof, according to Psalms 24 and verse 1. Listen to this. In Numbers 23, verse 19. God is not the man who lied to you. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he shall repent. Has he said and will he not do? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? Now, I've interacted with thousands and thousands of people, and I've learned that you can't trust everybody. I want to trust everybody. It is my desire to trust everybody. I wake up every morning wanting to trust everybody. But if they can't trust themselves, you can't trust them. People like me operate in consistency. And if we operate in consistency, we gravitate towards consistency. And we shy away from fluctuation. 
I had a bishop that asked me, I had just gotten done uh, ministering in, in the Mableton location and a, a bishop reached out to me. He had listened to me and watched me minister there. And he said, I, I need you to help me. I need you to teach me how to hit a home run with my message every single time. This is a bishop who possibly has been ministering longer than myself, but every time he hears me, he feels that I hit a home run. He said, I need you to teach me how to hit a home run every time I get up to minister. I said to him, and then I thought later, I said, you have to keep swinging. Those who hit multiple home runs never stop swinging. That was my first thing I said to him. But when it comes to ministry in my thinking, if you don't intercept what God is saying to his people, you will never be effective at ministering to God's people. The problem is that you're caught up in you and you never minister to them. You have to learn how to intercept what God is saying to the earth and catch it. And then communicate it to the ones that God is talking to. So I know for sure whether you want to hear it or not. God is talking to you through me. So no disrespect. You can keep your little old five-year-old attitude long as you want to. God is still talking to you. Because when you get truth, it grows you up and you'll stop coming to church with an attitude. Anytime you see full-grown adults with attitudes, it's because they have a lack of truth. Okay, that was free. All right, let's, let's, let's move on. God's promise was an oath which involved his divine being regarding one's future action or behavior. So when God says, I promise, or it's a promise, it is an oath. He is not just talking. When people, you have to understand, back in the day, when a man said that, you know, I'll put my name on it, that means he was going to come through. So many people have no name or a bad name. Why? Because your name represents an oath. Whether I say I promise or not, if I said it, I am responsible for making sure that it comes to pass. Now, God is greater than me. So when God says it's a promise, God has full backing to make sure what he said comes to pass. That's what Abraham understood. If God owns the earth and God gives me a promise, it is an oath to me and God's full deity is involved in what he said to me. So I'm going to read that again. God's promise was an oath which involves his divine being he is not flesh he is divine regarding one's future actions or behavior God has a reputation of coming through he has that reputation his reputation is this I rise about five most mornings I'm up at five most mornings 
and I have not failed to wake up at five o'clock and not see daylight come. I have never experienced a day that light did not come. That is God's, listen to me, reputation on the line. Because he said as long as the earth remained, there will be seed time, harvest time. It'll be warm and it'll be cold. It'll be day and it'll be night. From this time on, and if that has not failed, what about all the other promises that God made? They didn't fail, you lost faith. Not one of God's promises have failed, you lost faith. All right. Okay. All right. Let me give you an example. I had to rewrite this. Hopefully they got it right now because I just got it right. This example. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth? So help you God. Now, now we know when people go to court. They go, they, they still lie. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you God. So if you want God's help, you got to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth in a pandemic. I can't change my message because you modernize your life. Because if I change the message to fit your modernized life, your modernized life will crumble with everything else. Only truth upholds the life of a believer. So, so we just took you to court. So if you ever witness and you lay your hand on that book, I don't know if it's a Bible anymore. <laughs> Make sure you tell the truth. The reason we can't stop crying is because we don't have enough believers telling the truth. <laughs> I lost, I lost about 50% of you on that. You want to know who committed that crime? Some of your family members. And you know they came home with blood on them and you won't turn them in. And that's why your neighborhoods are going to hell because you won't get crime off the street. And you wonder, police, y'all need to do something. You just cut their pay and now you won't tell on your on, on Fufu Nim or, or some other name for what they've done. So they're going to keep slaughtering your neighborhood, bringing the value of your neighborhoods down because you don't have enough truth that you'll turn them in. That's none of my business. Yes, it is your business. Can we go on? These are some statements. I got three points. I hadn't even got to those yet. If I go, if time, you know, expires, I'll come back Wednesday night. I never, I never worry. I am going to, I'm going to speak uh, Sunday. I'm going to speak Tuesday. I'm going to speak Wednesday. And then I'm going to speak next Sunday. Why should I use up everything in one service? That's what's wrong with most of y'all. Cause you ain't got enough truth. You think that one day you went to bed depressed last night. Cause you didn't think that you were going to have another day. 
Your problem is you think there's not enough another day for you to achieve success, and that's why you're depressed. So that's a lack of truth. Okay, let's let's roll on. Never allow someone else's fear to cancel your promise. Never allow someone else's fear to cancel your promise. I'm, let me explain something to you. There is always going to be people that will talk you out of what God promised you. It, it's always, well, you know, you, did, you, did you check? Did you do your research? What kind of research are you talking about? Because what I'm doing, I got it from uh, Genesis to the book of Revelation. Where are you getting your research from? What do you mean? Did you, are you asking, did I Google it? Is that what you're asking? Because Google don't understand this truth that I have. So I, I'm not Googling it because Google waters down. Google has atheists posting. Google has uneducated people in the kingdom posting. So they're going to repost something that may not be true. That means I'm going to go back into bondage. I work too hard to come out of it. Which means I'm going to lose my identity while I'm Googling. Okay. Never allow someone else's fears to cancel your promise. People are so afraid. Yes, we've been through a pandemic and, and so many people don't even realize they're being led through fear. You can't be led through fear when you have a promise. Now, I'm not telling you to do something that you can't get out of the Bible. And I'm not telling you to do something that your friends are doing. In fact, when you get truth, you're going to do something different than your friends are doing. You're going to be different than your friends are when you get true. None of your friends, not all of your friends are going to agree with the truth that you have about life. If I, if I waited on everybody to agree with me, I would not do anything. I was standing over there doing worship. I have, I have three uh, accelerator, uh, what you call pedals. Three of them. And I'm pressing all three at the same time. I'm pressing. But, but if, if I get around someone that one dimensionalizes me. Then I'm going to go lacking in an area that God wants me to produce. What, what produced all these different pedals? They tried to stop me in church. So I went to entrepreneur. Every time somebody tries to stop you, ask God where your next pedal is. So if you try to stop me from shifting refresh, then I'm going to hit another pedal and keep on riding. That's why that keeps me from hating on you while you're in ignorance. Because if I had integrity when I started, I'm going to have integrity when I end. And that's just how it goes. And it's, it'll never change. Because if, if it's not right when you start it, 
it's not going to be right at the end. But see, you got to make sure it's right before you achieve something. Because if it's wrong when you start, it's going to get further off as you go. Okay, that, that, that's all free. That's all free. Another statement. Faith has developed your relationship with God and faith will produce the promise. You cannot have a relationship with God without faith. It is impossible to engage in relationship with someone you cannot see unless you have faith. The one I cannot see has been faithful all my born again life. The one I cannot see. The one I cannot see. So this relationship continues to grow by faith every day. Every single day. It continues to grow. My bonus is increasing because my faith is on acceleration mode. So faith has developed your relationship with God. If you want to go higher, you got to believe that God exists. I don't know if I do lonely well because I believe that God exists so much. I talk to him all the time. I am not impatient to engage in an unhealthy relationship because I have faith in the relationship that I have. And the thing of it is, you know, I like consistency. So I need a relationship with someone who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I don't need a relationship with somebody that changes that often. And you can't get stability in people until people get stable in God. And your disappointment, there's no need of hating on them. You, you should have used your discernment. You knew if they were talking about you, their friend, they were going to talk about you to their friend. They already proven that. that. That is instability. If they'll talk with you, then they'll talk about you with them. So don't let your feelings be hurt. Use wisdom. If they cheated with you, they gonna cheat on you. It's not rocket scientists, y'all. If they're not committed to them, they're not gonna be committed to you. They, their reputation is on the line. How can you get commitment for somebody that'll cheat with you? I think I confuse Lady Davis and Sasha sometimes because I treat everybody nice, but it doesn't mean I let everybody in. It's a difference between being nice to everybody and letting everybody in. I'm nice to people at the mall. I, I'm, I'm nice to people in the church. I'm nice to people in the neighborhood, but that doesn't mean you're going to get into my inward thoughts and activity just because I'm being nice. 
I, I had these in the earlier days, you know, when we first moved into these, this building. Um, I would meet people out, and when I would meet them out, and they, they would describe people to me, and they say, you know, your right-hand man. That's what they would tell me. <laughs> they would tell, you know, your, your right-hand man. I'm like, my right-hand man? Because that's the language that they were using. I'm like, my right hand, man, I mean, who, who, who's that close to me that I, they will be my right hand? But, but that's how that they would describe people to me. Because I guess whomever it was, they articulated in a way to say, I fully trust them. I fully trust my right hand. I, I trust my right hand 100%. I'm not left hand. 99% of what I do, I do it with my right hand. So you telling me that I got somebody out there that I trust like I trust my right hand. So that's what, that, that's what they were telling me. Your right hand, man. I, it took me a while to figure out who they were talking about. Okay, let's, let's move on. Let's move on. Your enemies may attack your dream, but they will never stop God's promise. Your enemies may attack your dream, but they will never stop God's promise. Joseph's brothers, and when I'm preaching, I'm preaching scripture, okay? I'm preaching scripture. I am not, I am not pointing to a group when I'm preaching. I'm a bigger person than that. I'm more mature than that. You know, if I want to say something to you, I'm going to call you, text you, I'm going to get in your face. I ain't going to use this time to talk to you. So I'm not talking to anyone. I am speaking the word of God. So Joseph had a dream. His brothers attacked his dream. But God had given him a promise. So when they attacked his dreams, they thought they could kill his promise. You can never kill a promise. No one can ever kill a promise. What a promise does, it perpetuates. So while they're trying to kill your dream, they're expanding your promise. You understand what I'm saying? So when you get intimidated by them attacking your dreams, they're attacking what you said, they're attacking your program, they're attacking your, your vision of the future. When they start attacking that, it's okay. Don't get upset with them because you have a promise over your life that they can never cancel out. They can never cancel out the promise. You, you know, and I was thinking, I was thinking, I think this is very important for those of you who have made mistakes, but you still have a promise over your life. <laughs> let me, let me talk to you. Those of you who messed up, got around the wrong people, said the wrong thing, got in the wrong car, ate lunch with the wrong people, but, but the promise was stronger than your shipwreck. See, the guarantee of recovery is not the dream. The guarantee of recovery is the promise. That is the guarantee. So we're, we're not preaching condemnation. Yeah, we want you right. But somebody's got to finish. And you can only finish when you have a promise. And they are going to attack your dream. 
Some people say, don't share your dream. I say you got to speak it before it manifests. You got to put it in the atmosphere. You got to tell them millions, billions, we financed the kingdom. You got to tell them we didn't come to take sides. We came to take over. They get nervous because we just saying it. But they don't know that there's a promise over our lives that brings manifestation of it. I, I was invited yesterday to uh, a, a Black Wall Street. I bought a nice picture. I'm hanging in my little area in there. Uh, and uh, this weekend, and if you can, just go watch it, where uh, in Tulsa, they burnt down a whole city. You know, it was people that looked like many of us. They burned it down. They stopped it, put an end to it. But they didn't know that the promise will kick back up 100 years later. See, that was a dream, but somebody got a promise. So while I was there, and I told Lady Davis when we were coming back off vacation, I said, there's something happening. We, I said, I need to focus in on something. So I bought, I bought a visual about the largest one they had. I'm going to put it on the wall that every time I walk out of my office, I look in the faces of those who built something in their day that somebody said couldn't be done. So I got this large picture. I'm going I'm to hang it Tuesday. I'm going to hang it up Tuesday. Every time I open up the door of my office, I look in the faces of the witnesses. That's your Bible. Surrounded by it. Witnesses. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Keep going, man of God. Keep doing what you're doing. You got a promise over your life. People may try to stop you. People may even walk away from you, but keep doing what you do because you have a promise on your life. So, so your, your enemies, you do have them. You, you, that's why you have to have good relationships, at least one good relationship for all the people who are going to turn on you. You need at least, you need at least one. And I just encourage you to have that good relationship, since you got a promise over your life, have that good relationship with your priest. That, that's what I encourage. That's what I encourage. I encourage that. Well, you corrected me because I believe in you. They don't. They came and drank your punch and ate your cake at your celebration and wanted you to die while they were still in celebration mode. Let me help some of y'all that's closed your eyes and your spirit so much that you think your posse likes you. We're seeing in the streets right now, especially with rappers, it is not an enemy that's taking them out. It is a friend. And if you haven't gotten a revelation yet, you need to get one today. Because what a promise over your life does, it exposes the Judases that dip with you. So if you believe that everybody that's dipping out of the same cup with you or with you, you have missed it all together. Okay. You don't have to look over your shoulder. You just have to have the promise that's sure. 
that no weapon formed against me while you dipping with me will be able to prosper. Those are the things that you got to know when you're going somewhere. I'm talking about people who are on a journey. I'm not talking about people that's not going to educate themselves anymore. I'm not talking about people that want to stay in the project. They want to stay in the trailer park. They want to stay on a low minimum wage job. I'm talking to some folks that know there's something greater on the inside of you. And there's a promise over your life. Let's, let's. Let's, let's work our way on. We're doing good on time. We're doing good on time. So now I'm to my three points. I'm just going to flow through those. I'm to my three See, I try to tell, you know, Sasha. Sasha's 30 years old now. I said, Sasha, you need to listen to your daddy. You too cute for all your sister friends to like you. See, if you got to step up on anybody, you better watch yourself. And you better make sure you got a relationship with some biblical person than just joining in and somebody smiling at you. They will smile at you and stab you at the same time. I, I am captivated by, by this, this, this little episode in, in Gladiator. My, my spiritual father wrote a book on it. And uh, I am, when he first came here, his very first visit here, when he walked into the office that I created for him, the, the movie Gladiator, the music to Gladiator was playing. Because I knew that that was something that meant a lot to him. So the movie Gladiator and the music was playing. But when you go back to this son who had murdered his father, and now here it is, the man that was trying to vindicate and win everything back for his father. Because even sons can get derailed. Even sons can get derailed. Don't ever think just because you're flesh and blood that you won't do something evil against leadership. So he starts to talk to him uh, while he's hanging there. And he said, I once knew a man that made a certain statement. And he smiled. He said, well, who is that man? He said, it was your father. He said, smile and stabbed him. Listen, if you don't respect your father, you won't respect anybody. So those of you who are waiting for commitment to, from somebody who hates their father, you will never get it. That's free. That's from heaven. Now, let me get to, let me get to my three points. Let me get to my three points. Let me get to my three points and then we're done. It's 1027, 1127 Eastern time. Number one, every promise from God is upheld by his reputation. The only reason God has a bad reputation is because the church don't know how to handle his name. That's the only reason. And this is, you got to hear me. And I, I understand that my, my daughters went through, my daughters went through just like your child is going through or has been through. My, my daughters went through and they attached their challenges to me. So when God's children start going through acting foolish, 
they will attach that to your God and say your God doesn't have a good reputation, that your God doesn't come through, that your God doesn't heal, that your God doesn't open up the windows of heaven and shower down blessings that you don't have room enough to receive. They will start attaching God's reputation to the weakness of man. So God upholds every promise to and by his reputation. That's why he said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. God's got a good reputation. Somebody say that with me. God's got a good reputation. Now, if you talk to somebody that just lost a loved one, they in question. If you talk to somebody that's just gone through uh, foreclosure, they have a question. They question now whether God is good because of their personal experience. God doesn't lose his goodness because you don't get what you want. Stay with me here. Just because your prayer has not been answered yet doesn't mean that my God is not a real good God. I am, I am always going to protect the, the, the reputation of God and my senior leader. No one that's close to me that I was able to hear was ever able to come in my presence and talk about my physical priest. No one. We have never heard anyone speak verbally against in my hearing my spiritual priest. No one. And we won't put up with it. You want to end a relationship with me? Quick, fast, in a hurry, say something about my priest. People begin to criticize your God and talk about how your God not going to show up. I got, I got a little text early this morning. I was up at five, so I saw it. It came late last night. I saw a car had been mangled, twisted, wrapped around a tree. And I see the young lady sitting up there in the balcony right now. You should not be here, but we serve a real good God that deserves your praise, that deserves your worship. And he came through for you on last night. Some mother, some father would be planning a funeral trying to get through grief if we weren't serving a real good God. You want to know why he saved you? Because his reputation was on the line. That's what you got to understand. When you tell God, God, if you let me go out like this, your reputation's on the line. You gonna look bad. If you let me fail, if you don't allow me to flourish like you promised me, you're gonna look bad. You gotta think like Moses did. Moses thought like this, God, you brought us out of Egypt and then you gonna let us get out here in the wilderness and then you gonna bail on us? Do you know what you gonna look like? Do you know what they gonna say about you? If we lose now, if Refresh loses now, do you know what we gonna look like? If we lose during a pandemic, do you know what you gonna look like? And God said, well watch me flex my muscles on behalf of Refresh Family Church, Refresh Nation. 
Somebody say, flex your muscles, God. going to fail because if I fail the one who promised me life will fail and he is committed to what he promised some of y'all need to stop dying right now if you die it makes God look bad to your family put your faith back in gear believe that you receive and you shall have You want to know why Sasha believes? Because God has not failed me. Have I been through some stuff? I've been through a whole lot of stuff. But she never saw God fail me. You worried about what you look like. That's why you don't have all the authority of God running through your life. You worried about what they think about you. I don't care what they think about me. What does God think about me? What does God want from my life? What is God doing in my life? How much is God going to perpetuate his promises in my life? God is not like people. People don't know what they want. God always knows what he wants. Number two, number two. I only have three. Number two. I'm getting there. Once God's promise of blessing begins, it will not stop. So don't you listen to this. You listen to this. So do not stop the blessing. So it won't stop. You can stop it with your unbelief in your life. All that happens when God opens up the windows of heaven and you go into unbelief, it just redirects it to a believer. So now someone else receives what God had designated for you because he can't pull it back up. It just has to be redirected. So if you don't receive it in your generation, the next generation will get it. Once God's promise of blessing begins, it will not stop. Every year, this ministry perpetuates. It done greater in a pandemic. Perpetuating. That's a blessing. That's on it. With people, no people. It doesn't matter. You think you see a lot of people, that means it's blessed. No, you feel a lot of God, that's when it's blessed. I don't, uh, cause people come, people go. But God, when he commits a promise, he will settle in there. So don't worry about what left. You need to worry about what's still here. How do we keep it going? How do we not stop it? How do we, see, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand people who were excited when other people were here and now they don't have any excitement at all. Let me help you. Let me help you. Let me help you. To, uh, I want to explain to you what's going on with you. You had an emotional tie, which is a cancellation to the promise. I am not going to get emotionally tied to something that cancels out the promise. 
You go and do whatever you want to do. I'm going to stay right here. I'm going to keep flowing and what God promised because you have not seen anything yet. And I keep saying millions, billions, we finance the kingdom and nobody's going to talk me out of it. An emotional tie is a soul tie. They were targeting your soul because they're afraid of your spirit. They were targeting the weakness of your soul, the woundedness of your soul, the loneliness of your soul. They were targeting your soul. And you got to know when people come low, you can't stay low. You got to go high. Your your connections got to be high. All those low level connections are soul connections. That's soul ties. If all you can talk to me about is my failures, if you can only comfort me in my defeats, and you can't comfort me and celebrate with me in my success, you're a soul tie. Once God's promise of blessing begins, it will not stop. Principal Goldsmith, it will not stop. Don't you stop it. It will not stop. We interrupt what God does. And people wonder why you get so aggressive sometimes. I get aggressive because people are trying to interrupt what they didn't start. It took faith to prime this pump. It takes faith to keep it flowing. I don't need you to disengage us. I need you to help us to engage more in the promise. So do not stop the blessing. Once it starts, you got to be careful that you don't stop the blessing. That you don't do something based on some information that doesn't apply to the kingdom and impose on God. Because this is what God will do. As soon as your flesh gets in it, he steps out of it. And as soon as your flesh gets out of it, he gets in it. The quickest way to remove God from from a, a, a promise is that you impose your weaknesses on his promise. I think we can do this. I think we can do that. We got a whole manual on what we can do. It's time for us to get back to reading that manual. And it doesn't just apply to these church services that we're doing, these gatherings that we are doing. It applies to the marketplace. It applies to education. It applies to arts and entertainment. It applies to everything. If you want to be a successful businessman, get in this Bible. Create you an altar. Spend time at that altar every day and you will have created ideas that keep you on the cutting edge. I'm I'm into some things now. Marketing strategies that are absolutely phenomenal. In the churches that we came up in, the only thing they printed was a bulletin. And half of it wasn't correct and there wasn't proper spelling in it. When you know you're going somewhere and you know that there's a promise on your life, you got to start upgrading and you got to stop looking at prices and stop saying it's too expensive. You got to let the promise kick in to where you can get certain things done. It takes money to draw money. Money is thrown to money. You can't throw pennies and expect wealth. Money responds to money. 
It's called currency. You got to put it in if you want to get more out. If you put a little in, you get a little out. If you put more in, you get more out of it. Can I have two more minutes? See, you're, you're afraid to invest in what you believe in. You can't be afraid to invest into what you believe in. I'm going to take it a step further and then I'm going to do point number three and then I'm out of here. Until you find something you will die for, you will never live. Life only begins when you find something you will die for. Most of us have never lived because we've never been so committed to something that we would die for. Number three. Learn to stick it out and you will receive everything God has promised. Abraham stuck it out. You got such a quitting spirit that's over neighborhoods, that's over churches, that's over families, and they never stick it out. In one little discomfort, they throw the towel in. If you would just look around spiritual, that there's so many towels that's th thrown in. One bad report. Hey, man, you ain't got time to be depressed. One argument in the household, and you filing for a divorce. What's wrong with you? You got to learn how to stick it out. Yeah, we hadn't talked in a week. So what? Abraham was able to stick it out. He's able to hang in there. When everybody else was quitting, everybody else was giving up. He had the ability to stick it out. He gave 100 and continued to give 100 and continued to give 100. Every single Sunday, every single Wednesday and Tuesday, it's 100. Because I don't know how to give 85%. All I know how to do is give 100. It's all in, baby. I can't have do anything because I understand that God that I serve. And if I'm in partnership with the blessing of Abraham, I've got to be willing to stick it off. I stick it out in the high time. I stick it out in the low time. I stick it out in the in-between time. I stick it out in the sunny time. I stick it out in the dark time. It don't matter what time it is. I've learned how to stick it out. I stick it out when you like me. I stick it out when you don't like me. I'm going to stick it out. And if you waiting for me to quit because of the look on your face, my Bible told me, be not dismayed by the looks on their faces. I'm going to preach harder because you looking ugly, baby. I'm going to keep doing what what I'm doing because I'm anointed, I'm called, I have a promise over my life, and I shall keep doing it. I need somebody to start celebrating that you're going to stick it out. You're going to stick it out, baby. You know there's greatness on the inside of you. You got to learn how to stick it out. You're going to have some tough days. You're going to have some hard days. But you got to be able to stick it out. You got to have endurance. You got to know how to weather the storm. Yes, the storms are coming. Yes, the storms will beat. They will beat the Himalayan. But your house will still be standing. You want to know why? You have God's promise over your life. I need somebody to celebrate. I need you to really celebrate. Yes. Yes. For all of you who are about to give up. Plug back in, baby. You gotta stick it out. I believe I run on and see what the end is gonna be.
I'm going to keep going. <laughs> I got to keep going because I have a promise over my life. When you have a promise of your life, you can't give up. You got a promise. Look up in the sky and say, I have a promise. Say it again. I have a promise. Say it a third time for the Holy Ghost. I have a promise. You're going to get better. 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 You're going to get stronger. You're going to get stronger. You're going to get stronger. You're getting wiser. You're getting wiser by the moment. You're getting freer by the moment. You're standing up out of your situation. The anointing of Jesus Christ is resting on your life. You shall prosper. You shall continue prospering. You shall be very prosperous. The anointing, the power, the glory is on your life right now. You're going from glory to glory. Yes, from glory to glory. Yes, from glory to glory. 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 Family Church. As we worship together, remember our five goals. Serving the needs of families, reaching the lost, equipping the saints, reaching the nations, and transferring to generations. Refresh Family Church is more than a church. To find out more, visit our website at refreshfamily.church.